Hello, hi everybody. Welcome to Football in General. This is Rob Case. And Trevor Koppel. Trevor, we're back after a two-week delay. Is it fair to say that the NFL offseason has been slower than a man wearing pajamas and walking to the fridge at night? Yeah, yeah, it's pretty safe to say. I mean, some pajama-clad men walk faster to the fridge than others in the middle of the night, but but yeah, it's been pretty slow. <laughs> I'm talking about the uh, the urge all us men have inside of us with to wear a stocking cap and <laughs> <laughs> a big like sheet type thing, wearing holding like a candle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, <laughs> we all have that urge. To wear all those things going to bed, and then to walk in the middle of the night looking for milk. I mean, few of us are brave enough to say it, but that is the dream. Hey, I read your mind. <laughs> that's, like, that's, that's what I'm hearing. I'm, I'm hearing uh, a lot of vulnerability in your voice admitting it, but it's uh, it sounds like you are one of those men. And so am I. <laughs> I am. So am I. I. Yeah, I am born again 1800s over here. So, you know, if, if they ever, <clears throat> if they're ever casting for Scrooge. Or whatever the name of the... What is the name of the play? Or the, the movie? Uh, Christmas uh, Carol. Christmas Store. Christmas Carol. I'd be sure to only play Scrooge in that scene. I'm, I'm only a stunt double for the the sleepwear. That's it. I'll, I'll only wear that. So, and then I'm out. I'm only doing that one scene. So, <laughs> boy, it's been a slow one. Um, but that doesn't mean that nothing's happened. In fact, uh, Trevor, I don't know if you heard this week, the Jets made a move for a quarterback. No kidding. Yes, Trevor, they signed former Green Bay Packers Aaron Rodgers backup Tim Boyle. Oh, my gosh. You had me going there for a second. Uh, I tell you. Because <laughs> if they had signed Aaron Rodgers, I think I would have heard about it. Uh, so they signed his former backup. Tim Boyle. Yeah, sounds uh, sounds like big news. Uh, I mean. It's, it's massive. I'm, I'm assuming Massive. they're uh, signing mm-hmm. him to a backup role with backup pay. Um, unless they think he's ready to take that leap forward. But uh, I, do you think that this in any way helps, the, excuse me, helps them acquire Aaron Rodgers? No. I don't think so either. <laughs> it's kind of a head scratcher. <laughs> like, is this just a coincidence? Uh, yeah, it's just. That's a head scratcher. <laughs> It's a weird one, um, but you know it's, it doesn't point to anything other than there's just more former Green Bay Packers in New York now, right? So I, I don't, yeah, there's nothing really you can really even report. There's no, you know, there's there's no like indicators. There's no arrows pointing to anything. There's no crumb trail. There's no, um, yeah, pieces of cheese that lead you to the mouse, <laughs> if you will. <laughs> there, there, there's nothing. There's no smoking gun. You know, if you're looking for all the all the things. I mean, um, could this be like, uh, yeah. oh, we're going to sign one of his former backups that was definitely a backup and not, you know, some guy that they drafted in the first round. Uh, and maybe that makes Aaron Rodgers comfortable that he's not going to be in some court, sort of quarterback competition. I don't know. No, no. I mean, it could just be put. Yeah, I, I think it's just putting more people, you know, in the room that he's familiar with. Um, especially if he's going to be, I mean, granted the guy's 10 years younger than him, but he's played with Aaron Rodgers, been in the league for a while. Maybe they're tight. Maybe Tim Boyle's more of a player coach. 
Maybe hmm. he knows nothing. Maybe him and Aaron Rodgers just get together and go hang out in dark rooms for three days. Yeah, maybe go um, kick rocks. <laughs> maybe they do. Maybe they kick a lot of rocks. Maybe they take psilocybin, you know, or ayahuasca and, and hang out in the middle of the Mojave Desert somewhere. <laughs> I, I have no idea. Yeah. Um, wouldn't worry about it. Um, the, the only, you know, the one thing that I read this week about Aaron Rodgers that's been happening the last couple of weeks, the reason we weren't on, because there's just not a lot of news to cover. I didn't feel like we'd be able to put together a full hour show. But um, I saw this, and this made me kind of interested. And I'll read you the quote from New York Jets owner Woody Johnson, um, one of the worst owners in sports, by the way. I thought I'd put that out. Not just because <laughs> I'm a New England Patriots fan, and I like the Jets, but it's just objectively true that he's a bad owner. So, uh, in regards to the Aaron Rodgers trade, he... Uh, reported, or I should say, um, said at the owners' meeting, I guess it was, in Phoenix last week, or Scottsdale. Well, you know, I think we're anxious. We're anxious, Johnson told a small group of reporters Tuesday at the NFL annual meeting. That's Tuesday of last week. I guess we look forward, we're optimistic, but we have a plan, so we're sticking with our plan. And I don't think anybody is hyperventilating at this point. Yeah, Trevor, I know you're, you've are you been a man that's often been short of breath for a variety of reasons. Um, are you... Are you hyperventilating in regards to the Aaron Rodgers situation? Are you or are you eager to get him out of the NFC North? Or I mean, where, as, where you, yeah. As a Vikings fan, I, I don't even know. It, you know, yeah, I've, I'll be happy to see him leave the division, but it would have meant a lot more, you know, four years ago. Um, mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is, is uh, I don't think he's the Aaron Rodgers at his prime anymore. Uh, still a great quarterback, definitely capable of going all the way with the right team. Um, but no, I, I mean, hyperventilating. No, I, I, I'm rolling my eyes at Aaron Rodgers' updates right now. Uh, let's just, let's just do it already. You know? Uh, and I don't think I'm the only one that feels this way. Uh, we're getting tired of the, of the, is he gonna, is he not, uh, where is he going to play? Like, just spare us and, and let me know when, when something happens. That, that's, it's the opposite of hyperventilating. <laughs> <laughs> and I backed your blood pressure so low that you might fall asleep. Is that what you're saying? Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. it's interesting. <laughs> it's, it's probably one of the more polar, po- bleh, polarizing stories the last two years. The fact that he gets a contract last year but didn't really want to play, played like crap. During the NFL season, or, or he was okay. I mean, he was a top fifteen quarterback, but he, he I, I, what? you know, I can admit <clears throat> that he six million dollars. Yeah, he finished the season a lot better than he started it, and uh, definitely uh, having a bunch of new young wide receivers played its part in that. But uh, but yeah, he had a rough start to the year last year. In addition, there's a report that Odell Beckham Jr. and I, I think this has been confirmed by a lot of people. Um, that he could be a compliment to the Jets, he could sign with them. Um, he is re- reportedly asking for one year for $15 million. Reportedly, of course. Um, you know, this is a guy that... Has, we have, we've, we've talked about him before. I, I, we've we've talked about Odell recently, and, okay. and anyone that doesn't remember, right. I'll, I'll, I can recap very quickly. Um, my my personal opinion is that he's not worth $15 million for one year. Um, great player, great legacy. Um, definitely has one of the best 
uh, highlights of any active player, highlight reel of any active player in the league right now. Uh, just a phenomenal guy, but uh, multiple ACL repairs. He's just, he's not that wide receiver anymore. He can be an important piece of the puzzle. He's got a lot of football left to offer. He's not a $15 million a year weapon, in my opinion. So there you go. Yeah, he's not that guy, pal. No, 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 he's not that guy. But like he, he he's needs, he needs, he needs to move on to being who he can be, which is you know a team player. Uh, you you put somebody with his mind for the game, his ability to hype up his his teammates. He's 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 kind of a weird. I don't want to say weird. He's an interesting, you know, star wide receiver because he doesn't quite fit the diva stereotype because he's never. I, not that I can remember. Has he ever had? Uh, you know, ish, I guess I am forgetting his issues with Baker Mayfield. But for the most part, I think of him as a player that that does buy into the team that he's on, and and he can elevate the offense that he's on uh, just with his his energy and his mindset and his belief in what they're there to do. He can still be that guy. He just can't go up and and moss people like he used to. Um, so I, I, or, or, or burn somebody down the sideline anymore. It's the, the, he's, he's lost a step. Uh, it's inevitable when you, when you undergo several major knee surgeries. Um, he, he just not, he's not the elite wide receiver anymore, but he does have that elite wide receiver experience, the heart, all that. It, it, he, he really could, if he embraces his role as, as a teammate, and I think uh, I don't have any reason to think that he won't. I just don't think that he's worth the fifteen million dollars. <throat> yeah, I mean, it's been reported that he's only been offered um, one year, four million. That's, now that hasn't been offered more than that. That might so. be a little low. I I, I think that oh. that I think four million yeah. four million someone's trying to get him at a bargain price right there, but fifteen is too high. If it was me, because uh, yeah, it's uh, like yeah. I can't say that without saying you know what I think a good price is. I think you know closer to like seven or eight million dollars for a year would be very reasonable for a guy like Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I don't know, thirty plus year old receiver, only going to play with Aaron Rodgers reportedly. Um, wants fifteen million. I mean, I'd lo- I so do I. No, yeah, I don't blame him for wanting fifteen million. I just don't think anybody's yeah. going to pay that, or should pay that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a it's a joke, um, <laughs> and I'm not really sure how realistic it is, or if it even even is true. This is these are all reports, you know. So, um, but I can tell you, I report on Odell Beckham Jr. that he wants one year fourteen point nine eight million. So how about that? Well, maybe he just wants two hundred thousand dollars less than what they're reporting fifteen million. <laughs> Seems reasonable to me. Um, yeah, just a, a strange situation, possibly bogged down by draft pick compensation, possibly by the right players being there. Um, you know, you can't help but think that this is just a diarrhea situation at this point. I don't think anybody really wants to hear about it, see about it, smell it, or anything. But we're all waiting patiently, as much as we can, for the, for the trade. Do you think it will happen um, around the draft? I mean, they have to get him in the building, right? Well, I mean, it really... 
it makes a it it makes so much more sense for it to happen mm-hmm. before the draft, um, for both teams, uh, because whether or not he gets traded is a, has a huge impact on how both teams are going to draft. So if it doesn't happen before the draft or even at the draft, uh, it's uh, it's a big mistake for everyone involved, Aaron Rodgers included. Um, so it's a lot harder for me to see it happening after the draft. I, I think that's a pretty good indicator as to whether or not this uh, this has any validity. Um, because after the draft, you know, what what are the Jets supposed to do? Draft as though they're they still think they're getting Aaron Rodgers. Like, if they don't draft that way, and Aaron Rodgers was still hoping to get traded, that really makes it hard. Um, if the yeah, if the Packers draft as though they're not trading Aaron Rodgers, they're very unlikely to go ahead and then trade Aaron Rodgers. It just it it'd be a big mistake. It wouldn't be impossible. But, uh, yeah, I think, you know, Aaron Rodgers, the Jets, the Packers, all three would would really lose out on a lot of opportunity in the draft if they don't get it done before then. Yeah, I, I think it's in their best interest to just kind of have it out of the way. Um, and then they know what draft picks they don't have. Because I assume they're not going to trade the first round pick for them. I mean, we talked about what possible compensation would make sense. And apparently they're not willing to part with the 13th overall. Yeah. So I was thinking, you know, okay, do they swap picks? I mean, what is that? 13th to like the same <laughs> to 19th and then a couple other ones. I- I'm not sure how it works without the first round pick, but I assume that's that's not in. It's going to have to be like a second or a third. Second and a third. Yeah. And, it, it, you know, it doesn't really matter at this point because it's just, it, it's just contracts bloated and he's going to have, he's only going to play like a year. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, Aaron Rodgers. The uh, the Jets are in a good position when it comes to using uh, some draft capital in the trade uh, because they they do look like they have everything they need except the guy under center. Um, but it's still it's it's you know if they have the quarterback they need, the Jets are in a window. The way I see it, with the rest of their roster, they would be in a window if they have the quarterback they need. You don't want to give up too much for a quarterback that only opens that window for a season or two. You know, maybe you wait a season or two, you get the guy that opens the window for five or six years. Um, so I, I have no idea. I have no idea who that guy would be. Uh, and yeah, it's yeah. the Jets, so can't wait to see how they, how they, how they. I don't want to say it. How they, this one up. Yeah, they messed this one up exactly. Oh, I hate it. Um, yeah, I think yeah, you're giving a little too much credit when you say five or six years. I mean, yeah. So, <laughs> I but Sanchez uh, was on the team for five years, but yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But it yeah, I think uh, I think the Jets need to be careful here. Um, but also, like if if they think that Aaron Rodgers can do it, um, yeah, it's got it's got to happen before the draft. Well, let me tell you what we're gonna maybe figure out what's happening before the draft with Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots sticking with the AFC East theme here. Trevor, I know you didn't, you heard about the, the press conference. I don't know if you saw um, all of the things he said, but I'm going to, I'm going to give you a couple quotes from this because, well, Bill's, well, I, did you know his middle name is Richard? 
I did not know that. That's hilarious. Well, that's, do, you, do you know why his middle name is Richard? I don't want to say. <laughs> okay. Well, William Richard Belichick, let's just put it like that, um, was on the podium at the coach's breakfast uh, Tuesday, March 27th, last week. Um, I'm going to give you some quotes here, and I'm curious what you're going to say. And in case you didn't know, you haven't heard William Richard Belichick's um, press conferences. Well, I mean, he's been known to be, how would you put it, salty? Is that the right word to describe these? Or uh, he's, he's com- combative? I would say he's a lot of things. He can be very cold towards the media. He can be very sarcastic, very dry sarcasm towards the media. Um, and then, yeah, sometimes he can just be, you know, short. You know, very, very curt with uh, with the questions that come his way. Well, <clears throat> let me, uh, <laughs> I'll tell you this one, right? So, uh, on the facts, well, here we go. Let me find it here. It was brutal. Oh, here we go. On uh, And so, bear with me on some of the quotes. There's probably more context than what I'm putting here. I'm just reading a transcript. So, this is Bill Belichick being asked on what he would say to the fans to give them a reason to be optimistic for what's ahead. Granted, like, the offseason's not completely done, and considering where we're at, um, his answer, I don't know, the last 25 years. <laughs> That's oh the reason gosh. for optimism, the last 25 years, which is fair. I mean, they have won a lot with Tom Brady, right, in the last 25 years. Um, but, you know, he's not here <laughs> anymore. So you get William Richard, Belichick, um, uh, a lot of people get really upset with this quote because they felt like Bill's resting on his laurels. And if you don't know what that phrase means, basically that he's just kind of going with the... Kind of like, shove it up your ass. I've done it before, and um, I'm not really going to change, for the lack of a better term. What What do you think about that quote? What What comes up to you when you hear... I mean... Why, why the fans should be optimistic? I don't know, the last 25 years. I mean, yeah, it's, it's very dismissive. Um... I, there's, I mean, he might be the only coach in the league that could get away with an answer like that. Um, oh, I don't know. Look at my resume. Uh, yeah, and uh, and I mean, I I I don't know a lot of uh, Patriots fans. I know a few, um, but they do seem like a fan base that, yeah. I, I mean, if you asked a Patriots fan why why they should be optimistic going into the season, you might get the same answer. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it doesn't actually, uh, instill a lot of confidence. Um, you want, you want to hear something more than that, but again, I'm not surprised coming from him. Um, you know, if, if he has a a trick up his sleeve or a card yet to play this off season, I, I don't think he would, I don't think he'd share it at all. Uh, so the, you know, the, the better question that we won't get an answer to is why is Bill Belichick optimistic about this season? Is Bill Belichick optimistic about this season? Yeah. Um, you know, he's painted in the Boston media and I, I think it's, I think it's fair as having a big ego, you know, and I'm not saying he has never done anything. Look, I've never coached an NFL game yet. (laughs) Um, you know, I'm, all I'm saying is that I, I, I'm sure it's difficult. He's, he's, he's very good. He's a very good coach. I don't think anybody can, can 
disagree with that. He's obviously a Hall of Famer. Um, you know, you just can't. I mean, what is this? What is this game? First off, why? Why this? Why the media? Why is he? You know, and, and they're scum for the most part. Okay, um, it is what it is. But like, he's been playing this game with the media for twenty five years, basically. You know, it's not cute anymore. Like, you just want him to answer the questions, right? Why should we be optimistic? Well, we have we put together some, some roster pieces. You know, we're, we're still we're still building. We got a lot bunch of draft picks. We're we'll, we'll, we'll be better. You know, uh, I don't even say it like that. But why? Why? What makes him feel like he can just start? He can. He's been playing this game for. Well, nobody wants to hear it anymore, Bill. We don't care. You know, you haven't won anything in, in in five years. You're in the you're in the Boston sports market, the most rabid fan base in the entire country. You know, um, nobody wants to hear your your snark anymore. <laughs> your snarky, ego, egotistical attitude. Nobody cares. It's not delivering anything anymore. It used to be great when he was winning. He's not winning anymore, you know, and for him to say, I don't know, the last 25 years, great, Bill. Well, like, you can't draft worth crap. You can't, you haven't been, you show me you haven't been able to coach. You've been getting in arguments with the quarterback. You try to put a defensive coordinator, offensive coordinator last year. This is what we got, you know? Yeah. So no, yeah. Bill. No, I, I, no. I'd like to have seen the interview, uh, if I'm trying to provide insight on it, because I do think that in the past, yeah. even when he's been this way, like his body language uh, will often say more. Like when he's being, yeah. you know, you, you called it snarkiness, you know, when he's being snarky, but he walks away from the podium with a little grin, like that makes the fans feel pretty good, I bet. Um, but uh, <laughs> but if he's being snarky and walks away with a uh, blank expression or even that, that resting frown face that he has, uh, I'd be a little worried. You know what I mean? Cause like, yeah. I think, I think he can't help but grin when, when things are going the right way. So, you know, it, it was interesting. They, they asked him about Mac Jones and we'll get to that here in him in a second, but basically that, uh, what they had asked was, you know, do you think, what do you think of Mac Jones? Like, is he your starter? And he said he, he's a good player in this league. He didn't say he was a starter. He didn't comment really specifically anything about Mac Jones. He just said, yeah, he's a good player in this league. What is that? What is that about? I know we don't have enough, like, context in terms of the, the drama and stuff. And I, I know last year was pretty tumultuous. And even Mac Jones, there was reports about him going to, you know, Nick Saban and calling him about the whole situation. Um... You know, it's, it's, um, it's, it's just wild. I, I, I don't remember a time. I mean, granted, I've been a Patriots fan a very long time. Grew up in New England. I don't. And it's been a long time since I've seen them come apart like this. You know, and I know this is just like we're like kind of grabbing at straws. What it sounds like, but realistically, you know, there's a lot of things underneath what Bill's saying, especially about Mac Jones. And um, his comments in terms of him just being a player, like he would, he would never say it about Brady. He wouldn't say it about Matthew Slater, who only plays special teams. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like, you can't just say yes, he's my starter. He didn't say that. You know? Yeah. What sounds you, what like Mac Jones. That? Sounds like Mac Jones on thin ice. But, uh, but I think, I think. I think that there are a lot of quarterbacks 
in the same shoes as Mac Jones in regards to is this a starting quarterback? Because uh, the answer could be, yeah, uh, who else are you going to put out there? Um, but that's it. As soon as you do find somebody that can have a better practice all week long, like, like is Mac, yeah, Mac Jones, in my opinion, he is a starter, but he's not the kind of starter that you can't walk away from uh, when, when a better option uh, arrives. So it's, uh, it's a tough, so Mac Jones falls, for me, he falls into a category of quarterback in this league that is tough to evaluate their future um, because they're, they're not, you know, if you have a chance to get one of these hot names coming out of the draft this year, uh, Mac Jones isn't good enough, in my opinion, to, to avoid that temptation. Um, but if you don't have that option, like he's good enough that you're not going to move on from him until you do. Um, cause he's, he's a very serviceable quarterback with potential to be better. You know, the, the book's not closed on him yet. He could, he could make me eat those words this year. You just don't know. Um, but yeah, he's, he's kind of in that gray area when you ask the question, is this a starting court? Is he a starting quarterback? Is he good enough to be a starting quarterback? Well, right now he's good enough to start for the Patriots because the Patriots don't have a top five draft pick um, that I know of. No, they don't. Um, I doubt they would trade in. And, and let's be honest, like, do you really want Bill to take another tri- <laughs> trip into the draft if they trade him? I, I, don't, I wouldn't have any, like, confidence that he could develop a quarterback. He never really had to. He had Brady for so many years. Brady was excellent. Obviously, he he benefited a lot from Belichick's coaching, but I, I don't trust him in developing another quarterback. Look at yeah. Mac last year, man. He stuck a defensive coordinator with him. Oh, and even <laughs> even with <laughs> even with the history of Tom Brady, like the defensive coordinator is more Bill Bel. When I think of Bill Belichick and how great yeah. he is, uh, you know his greatness. Yeah, all the Super Bowl appearances, Super Bowl wins. Uh, but he's a defense guy. We all know that. He's a, he's a defensive right. genius. Um, so the best thing for the Patriots and their quarterback, be it Mac Jones or anybody else, is that you get a real offensive guy, even if it's just a stepping stone for him. But you, you need uh, an offensive mind, a, a quarterback whisperer, uh, somewhere on that offensive staff, hopefully at the offensive coordinator position, um, but at the very least uh, a very uh, a very talented quarterbacks coach because Bill Belichick is not, like you've said, he's not that guy. I don't trust him to develop a quarterback. Yeah, no, I, I don't at all. And I hear what you're saying. He's more of a defensive guy. And it's certainly fair. I, I still like wouldn't go back into the draft knowing that Bill's not going to develop him, you know? Like, why would you go back in? I mean, you're in, like, wooden now mode. You have a 70-plus-year-old coach. Your your owner's, like, 85, you know? Um, <laughs> you know, they're in win now mode. They got, they got to go to the playoffs and win a game. They haven't won a game in the playoffs in five years, you know? Um, missed the playoffs two of the last three years. And they got to either develop Mac, get him more weapons, something, right? Or go get a veteran. And at this point, you're not making the Super Bowl with Mac. So, um, 
you know, Bill's been a big fan of Aaron Rodgers in the past. <laughs> Could they disrupt so, the New York Jets? Could there be an opening? So I, I don't dare to dream. Um, if I could pick someplace for Aaron Rodgers to end up, it, it, it would always have been the Patriots. Uh, if, I mean, and I, uh, I'm showing what kind of fan I am a bit here. Uh, I, I know that nothing would bug, uh, you know, Green Bay fans and Aaron Rodgers fans more than him playing for the Patriots. Uh, and then that puts me in an awkward situation because the best is like, do I want him to tank with the Patriots? Do I want an Aaron Rodgers Patriots Super Bowl win? That would be so delicious uh, to my to my hatred. Uh, but putting all that aside, um, yeah, Aaron Rodgers on the Patriots, it would be uh, it would be big ratings. I mean, you talk about. Uh, the NFL being the ultimate soap opera, uh, Aaron Rodgers with Bill Belichick would just be, I mean, ticket sales would skyrocket. Um, it'd be something that every uh, serious football connoisseur would, would crave to experience. So, uh, but it's too, I mean, it's too good to be true. It, I, I cannot, I do not dare to dream. That uh, that he could end up with the Patriots. I just I it, I'm not that lucky. <laughs> huh. <clears throat> Let the monarch moving forward. We don't know. <laughs> and realistically, it's possible. Oh yeah, it's possible. <laughs> yeah, it's very possible. Um, I mean, is it likely? I, I don't know. <laughs> you know, Aaron Rodgers is going to end up on this show before he ends up in the Patriots. I have no idea what the odds are. <laughs> right. But, it's 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 possible. Um, and going alongside of that, we heard this week um, on Tuesday there was news that broke that uh, Bill Belichick has shopped Mac Jones this offseason. You know, I I, I think I did hear something about that. Yeah. Um, which you know, I don't even understand. I, I, I without knowing what the conversations were it's like what do you what do you mean you shopped him uh shop shopped him shopped you said shocked shopped, shopped like shop around <laughs> yeah uh it's yeah. like i mean shopping players is is something you do when you have a, a proven commodity like who who are you shopping mac jones to um it, it has to be a short list of of teams that are you know and I'm, I'm, it's, it's sounding like I'm starting to uh, throw shade at Mac Jones. That's not what I mean to do. But again, I put him in that class of quarterback that, you know, is he? A, I'm not even certain that he's a starter. He is right now with the team he's on, but there's a lot of teams out there where it would be a, a definite no. You know what I mean? Like, no, we're, we've not worth changing the the position for someone like Matt Jones. Um, Maybe maybe teams will feel differently after a, another solid year, but uh, that that it, I thought that was strange when I heard that he was being shopped around. It's like who who's interested that that wouldn't rather just develop a guy? Uh, well, the most uh, mentioned those potential destinations were the Raiders, Texans, Buccaneers, and Commanders. Do you know what they all have in common? 
Raiders, Texans, Buccaneers. Well, they all need quarterbacks, or at least they, they did <clears throat> at one point this year. Um, no, that, that is true. It was that's, the that's Raiders. Not the, that's who not did, it, though. Who did the Raiders land? <laughs> Or are no, they, they got Garoppolo. They got Garoppolo. Oh, yeah, yeah. Then they, yeah. they got Garoppolo. Okay, what do they have in common? Okay, well, all four of them have a New England Patriots former executive or front office person working for them. Ooh, insider trading. Yeah, <laughs> yeah a little, little insider. So uh, the Raiders have Josh McDaniels, and then um, I can't remember his name. He went with Josh McDaniels as the GM there now. Uh, he was in New England. Oh my God! It's on the tip of my tongue. Uh, it will come to me. Um, Houston, Texas. Nick Casario. He's the GM there. Used to be the president of football operations for the New England Patriots. Jason Light used to be in the front office for the Buccaneers, and I also cannot remember who it is for Washington, but they used to also play. I uh, used to also run some part of the front office for New England. So Belichick, man, keeping in house as he usually does. You know. <laughs> keeping all the drama, all the news. You know, I'm going to trade Mac. I'm going to trade it to these four people. And they're not going to say a damn word about why I'm trading him or why he's going there other than they just need it. They have a need. And Mac can start somewhere else because I'm over him. I think that's true. I, I do think there's a lot of tension between the two of them. I don't think it's like media manufactured. I'm sure it's brought it to a different level with the media. Um, but I do believe that there's some tension considering... Matt going to Nick Saban last year in the season and him being a baby. I mean, he was a baby on the sideline. You know, he was throwing fits and yelling at people and causing a ruckus, man, on live TV. He said the, he said the F word on live TV, you know, in front of the camera. They caught him on Monday Night Football, you know, and it was a weird year. It just was. It, just was. it was a very weird year. There's a lot of reports that come out afterwards um, from the Boston Herald, would you be surprised if they traded him? I, I really, I really wouldn't for me. But what do you, what do you think? You know, I it the the surprising thing to me if they traded Mac Jones would be what what's the trade? Um, but I mean, so so my big takeaway from this whole situation. Uh, is that there? Yeah, I can't. I can't say when it began, but there's a definite problem here uh, with Bill Belichick and having tension with quarterback talent. Um, I, I think the best thing Robert Kraft could do right now, or uh, I, I'm sorry, I don't know who the the general manager is over there, um, but uh, they they need a they need a buffer a quarterback whisperer between Belichick and, and whatever quarterback talent they can muster uh, because you keep hearing this every season and it's definitely, you know, I'm not saying it's, it's the one obstacle, but it's an obstacle every year right now that, that there's tension between Belichick and the quarterback tension. Um, and it's like, can you have a Mac Jones? Let, let's admit for a moment, like, or let's, let's, uh, say for the moment that we can admit that Mac Jones isn't the guy. We need a better quarterback. There doesn't have to be tension there. Maybe, maybe uh, the season has a slightly better outcome, and you could then maybe have a better time shopping Mac Jones around, trade getting more from a trade if there wasn't 
tension because it's it's not just that uh you know a bad relationship there could could hamstring or otherwise hold back that quarterback but also you know it takes two to have tension even with Belichick's reputation other teams are going to look at this quarterback and be like well he had tension with Bill Belichick do we do we want him um so yeah that, that to me that's something that really uh a change there could be a big positive for the Patriots is if we could have a season where you know I'm not saying they have to be best friends or get matching tattoos but like the quarterback is who the quarterback is he can do what he can do embrace that and we're there's just always tension between Bill Belichick and his quarterback I feel like for for quite some time now he doesn't like quarterbacks Trevor yeah well you know they're kind of important (laughs) I mean tell Bill that I mean yeah that's that's what I mean you gotta you gotta put something in I mean because if you can't Put somebody in there at offensive coordinator that can just be like, don't, you know, don't worry about grumpy old Bill. Uh, you know, it's not it's not his fault that, that his parents named him Bill Dick. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but you know, it, it, if you can't if you can't put that piece in place, then the the next I hate to say it, the next obvious thing because it's it's almost unthinkable with all that he has accomplished, but it may be time to move on from Bill. Yeah. Maybe, you know, maybe, maybe, um, who knows who will replace him, but, um, you know, it's, maybe it's time, you know, and Bill's 71 years old. Um, he's still a good coach. Is he, I mean, why is he? Why is he still there? It's it's kind of perplexing. I I don't if that's the case where he's just a real pain in the butt and he's becoming a distraction. And obviously, Kraft's starting to to listen. I don't know where he's been the last few years, but now he's starting to listen. It's um, yeah, it's interesting, man. Maybe maybe it's time to let go, Bill. We don't we don't know that definitively, but it could be. You know. Let me ask you this. Two moves that have happened over the last couple of weeks we didn't get a chance to cover. One of them um, just just happened yesterday. Uh, but let's get to the first one with because um, you're in Denver. Figure this was kind of interesting. Have you ever seen a... Well, I, we've seen it actually happen in New England, ironically, but it's, it's happened here in Denver. Vance Joseph has come back in Den- to Denver to be the defensive coordinator. Recently announced. Two, what, two weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I do like this. I, I think... Vance Joseph is a a great defensive guy, um, and uh, with with the pieces in place, uh, even even though they haven't been able to, you know, retain everybody, I, I've said it so many times this year, and even recently on this podcast, uh, I've talked about how great the Denver Bronco defense was this year, and how it, I like I think the the greatness of last year's Broncos defense is still underrated because it, it, you know, they did what they did with no help on the other side of the ball uh, for almost the entire season. Uh, and so to, to hold, you know, to hold teams to less than 17 points a game when, when your offense can't move the ball, um, it, it's just, there's, there's so much potential there for somebody like Vance Joseph. And, 
and I think that that's a good role for him. I, I don't think he, you know, we, we, they tried him out as a head coach. Wasn't, uh, wasn't the right position for him. Uh, but having him as Sean Payton's defensive coordinator, uh, the coaching tree in Denver, the coaching staff there, it's starting to look pretty good. I like it. Yeah. You, you think that was a disconnect last year? Is this the coaching staff? They're going to bring everything together? I mean, they did sign some big pieces too. But. No, I, I, I think that, uh, you know, I, I, I hate to uh, speak too strongly too critically of, of these head coaches because man, they, they're, they're, they're shot at doing things their way and having success is so tight and so dependent on all these factors. Uh, but there's a reason that, uh, that they went out and got, uh, uh, Sean Payton. Uh, there's, there's a lot of reasons. Uh, but one of them was that, uh, I'm, I'm sorry. It's been a long day. The, la- the our, our head coach last year just was not getting it done. Um, yeah, Hackett. Hackett. Hack thank you. Hackett couldn't hack it. Um, <clears throat> I had so many names going through my brain. I was like, "That's not it. That's not it." Uh, Nathaniel Hackett. <laughs> he didn't. He didn't fit with the pieces that were in place. Now I, I hope he finds success uh, wherever he coaches next. Uh, I don't expect him to be a head coach this year, obviously, but. Uh, you know, he was the guy with uh, Andrew, uh, sorry, with Andrew, with Aaron Rodgers. Um, so I think he could be, I mean, he might be a good fit in New England to be a quarterback whisperer. Um, just, they, you know, we were just talking about a team that needed one. Uh, but like, you know, he, he really could be uh, a great fit on a number of coaching staffs when it comes to getting the most out of a, of a, of a good quarterback. Um, but, uh, head coaching, it's a whole other monster. And, uh, you know, he got his shot. It did not go his way. Uh, I don't put all the blame on him, but, uh, a change needed to be made and they made that change. So, uh, but no, bringing Vic Fangio in as a defensive coordinator. Uh, I think that Vance, Vance Joseph, sorry. Thank you. But who did I say? Yes. Uh, Vic Fangio. He was your head coach. But. Oh, my gosh. So many, so many V names. Uh, Vance Joseph, though, I do think he's going to, uh, you know, especially if Sean Payton, uh, you know, and I assume that he's, he signs off on this stuff, uh, if Sean Payton wants him as his guy, I think it's a great fit. Yeah, I just realized this, but uh, George Payton is the GM. Sean Payton is the head coach. Yeah. And uh, Payton Manning is a former... Super Bowl winning Bronco. So it's Peytonville, USA nice. here in Denver. Yeah, I tell you, he owns, he owns a lot of Papa John's there. <laughs> so um, what do you think about um, this? This kind of flew under the radar, but uh, Don, Denver Broncos legend, John, John Elway is no longer employed with the franchise. His consulting contract ended uh, yesterday and was not brought back. So I think the surprise, the surprise for me is that it's happening now. Um, I don't think anyone's surprised that, uh, the Broncos cut ties professionally with John Elway. Um, John Elway, you know, was a big part of winning Super Bowl 50, but since then he's a big part of everything that sucked. Uh, I'm sorry to use such strong language, 
but uh, I don't think there. I don't think there's any Denver I don't think there's any Denver Bronco fans listening that would disagree that that uh, it's been bad to really bad ever since that Super Bowl, um, and and John Elway needed to go. Um, the surprise here is that it didn't happen. You know, fat, like I, I what what my takeaway is is that they let his contract run out instead of just a straight up resignation slash firing. Um, so right. they, they didn't, they didn't make, I mean, obviously we all hear about it. We're all talking about it, but, uh, the organization has a lot of respect. This town has a lot of respect for John Elway and they weren't going to just give him the ax or the boot. They just let the clock run out and, and the, the, the John Elway, uh, era is, Done. Any word from Denver on that? Is there? Have you heard any speculation, any talk, or is everybody pretty relieved that he's no longer involved in running the team? You know, I I, I haven't heard a lot about it, but my, you know, I, I'm I'm sure that there are a lot of uh, diehard Denver fans that have been fans, you know, even since the uh, the team's uh, inception. Um, that remember what it was like before John Elway. They remember what it was like with John Elway. Uh, they remember, obviously, Super Bowl 50. John Elway got us back to the big show. Um, and, and so I, I'm sure there are a lot of Bronco fans that that feel nostalgic, you know, shed a tear maybe, that, that it, you know, it's an end of, of something that they've cared about for a long time. Um, but you gotta you gotta have an eye to the future in this in this game, and uh, I just don't. I, even with all those those uh, you know diehard longtime fans that that love him so much, I, I think you'd be hard pressed to find one that that wants him uh, making decisions going forward. Last but not least, Trevor, a report has come out that the Baltimore Ravens would pick a quarterback in the first round. According to the, the GM, Eric DaCosta, um, kind of interesting here. What do you think about that? Um, they would pick a quarterback if, they, if he was available, considering the situation of Lamar Jackson, um, which is tumultuous and honestly very confusing. <laughs> so let me so he's make sure. To trade and still hasn't been traded. Let me make so. sure I understand this. Without trading yeah. Lamar Jackson, they would take a first-round quarterback if their guy fell to them if the guy they want was available. Um, I think that's, you know, I mean, so recognizing that there's a big problem there between the team and Lamar Jackson, it actually makes a lot of sense to me. I don't think this is some like, oh, did you hear? Like, like it, it, it makes sense to me. Uh, there's a, there's a problem there, and and Baltimore Raven fans definitely want that resolved. They don't want to see him leave, uh, and I don't blame them. I wouldn't I wouldn't want to see him leave either. If it was me, I'd want the team and Lamar Jackson to get this worked out and get back to football. Um, but if there's a chance that that doesn't happen, and it, to me it looks like there is a real chance that that doesn't happen, then you'd be silly not to take your preferred quarterback of the draft if he was available with your first round pick I think that makes a lot of sense now 
if that were to happen, if they haven't traded him and they do take a quarterback with their first round pick, that does have big implications as to, you know, their motivations to work things out, the message it sends to Lamar Jackson. Um, so if that happens, I, I feel like it's not a headline until it is one. Um, so I don't think this is a big deal unless it does happen. And then there's a lot more to talk about. Fair enough. <clears throat> um, what, let's talk about it. <laughs> Hypothetically, what if the, the Ravens are on the clock and they pick Tennessee quarterback Hennon Hooker with their pick? Uh, I think he's, let's say they trade it back or got about 20th overall or something like that. Kind of a Lamar Jackson clone, if you will. Obviously not as good. He's a, he's a college quarterback, but fifth-year senior, 24 years old, coming off torn ACL. Um, but... He's a, a running quarterback with a lot of athleticism. What if he goes and Lamar Jackson doesn't play, or if he's still on somewhere? I don't like. I honestly don't know what they would do with him. But let's just say that's hypothetical. They, yeah, they couldn't trade him, or they did. And so if they did that, hope. there's there's just so many scenarios to contemplate, um, but very few of them really make sense when you look at it from all angles. You know, uh, is Lamar Jackson? not the player we remember him to be, in which case they'd be a fool not to trade him now. Um, well, they're obviously fools. Instead of, yeah, no, they, they really are. That, <laughs> the that, situation's that, worked out. <laughs> that can't be said enough. We're talking about all these possibilities, yeah. and, and I still feel like we can't say enough that the, the Ravens are just they're screwing up. Um, if Lamar Jackson is who we think he is, then they, they just need to work it out and embrace it and lean into it, support him. Let him take you to the Super Bowl. Um, if he's right. not that guy, what, what are you holding on to him for? Um, yeah, trade him. Get get the top dollar for him. You know what I mean? Is he yep. going to be, yep. uh, you know, some other team's Super Bowl winning quarterback, or is he going to be some other team's, uh, you know, Russell Wilson with the Broncos last year? Uh, you, we wouldn't mm -hmm. know until we get to see. But it just. The current situation, everything that we know, the part that doesn't make sense is the Ravens. What are you doing? Um, so, yeah, if they drafted uh, a quarterback in the first round with a ton of potential, yeah, it, I, I, I almost don't know where to begin because it, it definitely sends a message to Lamar Jackson like, hey, you're not the irreplaceable thing that you think you are, uh, but also – you're not trading him either. So like it just, it, it feels like they're trying to have it both ways in a situation where you wouldn't want it either of those ways. Um, so it, it's just bizarre to me. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's, I mean, what else can you say, man? You, you, you hit the nail on the head. Um, one of the weirdest situations you'll ever, you'll probably ever see in sports. A top player in the league who's won an MVP, who's young, um, is holding out from a team, and the team isn't trading him. I mean, that like, can you think of a situation where that's happened, especially a marquee position like a quarterback? I mean, they just usually pay these guys. You know, like there's no no arguments. Even with Kyler Murray last year, he was going to hold out. They just paid him. Like no, we can't we we can't not have them. We talked about that in the podcast. Oh yeah, like, oh yeah. This is what they had to do. 
Arizona had to pay him. Like, what was the alternative? Baltimore's finding out what the alternative is. And we've basically driven this one in the ground. Uh, there's not really much more you can really say. But the, the, thing, the problem is, is that the story keeps getting, like, stupider and stupider <laughs> every time you read something about it, you know? Yeah. And for him, for the GM to come out and just say, yeah, I don't, I mean, look, it's a need-based draft, and we're going to take a quarterback, like, <laughs> I don't, I don't know, <laughs> you know, I, I, I don't, I don't know, it's, it's just bizarre, it's just bizarre, I mean, they paid Mahomes, right, you paid Allen, you gotta pay, they're gonna have to pay Burrow, uh, Lawrence, that, that, this situation will not happen to any of those guys. Why it's happening to Lamar Jackson. It's just crazy. It is. It's crazy. They even paid Deshaun Watson. He even had like 35 felonies. <laughs> he got paid. And all Lamar Jackson is asking for is something similar to that contract. You know? And then he actually is worth it. That's the irony. Um, 25 months of negotiations. To be here. To have no idea what you're doing at the, the most important position in sports. Um, for an organization that's been run so well, especially from the GM position with, um, what, Kellen Winslow, I think? Wasn't he there? Was I, I think so, yeah. Nah, was it? Was it? No, I... Oh, God, what was his name? The tight end. Maybe it was Kellen Winslow. I, I can't remember the GM that was there for so many years, and he was so good. You know, he had so much integrity. And, I mean, you know, it's this is kind of where we're at. You can't find Joe Flacco, you know. <laughs> are you are you thinking of Ozzie Newsom? No, Ozzie Newsom. There you go. Is that yeah. it? Yeah, he's okay. still tied yeah. in though. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's tied in for the Browns, right? Kellen Winslow is for the Chargers, I think. Yeah, so that, close enough. Eighties um, tight ends, both very good. Um, you know, and like I can understand if you're going to take. I mean, look. If this situation sucks, but if you can get Will Levis or Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, Anthony Richardson, um, I, I mean, at least you have something. But outside of those options, if you take Hen and Hooker, I mean, he was good in college, but in a, in a really quarterback-friendly system, coming off an ACL tear, 24, 25 years old. I mean, what the hell? Yeah. No, I mean, the more we talk about it, the 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 more clear cut this hypothetical becomes for me. If they drafted a, a quarterback in the first round, you're either saying that Lamar Jackson is not as good as everybody else thinks he is, or you more likely you're admitting defeat. We can't work things yeah. out with Lamar Jackson. It's not gonna fit. Uh, yeah. But if that's the case, either way, trade him. Trade him at top value. Get get the most you can out of him. And if and if he's not going to fit with your team, get him out the door. Uh, and I love yeah. Lamar Jackson. I think he's one of the most fun players to watch. Uh, I, yeah, I, I love I love rooting for him when he's not playing against my team. Um, but it, you know, if he's not going to fit on your on your roster, get him out. And move, you know, yeah. you've got the the sooner you move on from somebody that you are going to move on from, the better off you are in this business, uh, because it is a team sport. You want these players to become a team. This is the time of year 
especially after the draft. You know, this, this is the time of year to get it all sorted out. But after the draft, you're trying to become a team. You're trying to get everybody uh, of, you know, between the players and the coaches. We're talking close to 100 people. You want them all on the same page. You want them finishing each other's sentences. And, and you just, you're not going to, you're not going to achieve that if you're still trying to work stuff like this out. Like it, it needs to get done right now. It needs to get done before the draft. A new, a new contract or a trade. Yeah. Well, and before we head off the air here, Cam Newton still does not have a team. So that's big news. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And, you know, this won't be long. I swear this is the only thing we're going to say about it. But um, I don't know if you saw this. You don't have to comment on it, anything on it other than just what. But um, Cam Newton came out with a list of teams he would be the backup quarterback for. I, to be honest with you, I'm not even sure he's worth the roster spot. But uh, And why is, you know, this is the, this is the, the, the antithesis of this offseason so far. Is we're talking about Cam Newton. Yeah. He's a bum. He's a bum. Well, bum. And, and that's the thing. Uh, on, last year. on one hand, I want to give him a lot of credit for acknowledging that backup quarterback would be your role. Um, but on the other hand, you know, and, and I'm not trying to criticize. It's just the way I see it. Um, the player that he always was, uh, you know, on the sideline, uh, in, in front of the, the, the post-game conferences, all these things. It's like, dude, you're you're too you're too big you're too big a person to be a backup quarterback you know what i mean you're, you're gonna be you know sh- you know showing up overdressed best dressed person on the team that's not a backup quarterback's it's just it just doesn't fit the role um nobody wants their backup quarterback to outshine anyone on the starting roster you know what i mean that's just that's it just it's not going to be good for the locker room dynamics um if i was a team looking for a solid backup quarterback i'd have a lot of hesitation looking at cam newton what's he going to do to the what's he going to do to the locker room uh, and, and i'm not saying that 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 he's toxic or bad. It, it's just you know at this point his name is too large the persona is too large for backup uh, so he's kind of shined himself out of being able to embrace the role of a backup quarterback. Would you want Aaron Rodgers as your backup quarterback when, when, when he can't be a starter anymore? Of course not. You wouldn't want Tom Brady as a backup quarterback. He's, he's, he's too big a person for that. Uh, and, and I'm not saying that uh, Cam Newton is either of those guys, but he's just, his celebrity is too large to be behind the scenes, which is what a backup quarterback is. They're not the headliner, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. <clears throat> I mean, what else can you say? You know, it's, it's Cam Newton, and uh, just, just good luck. <laughs> yeah. Good luck in your future endeavors, right? Isn't that what they say when they fire people? These days, right? I think that's, that's how it goes. I mean, I wouldn't right? know. I mean, so, <laughs> <laughs> right, I've never been by. I've never. Been, yeah, but this is where we're at, man. It's just Cam Newton and talking about 
what team he would be the third string quarterback for, folks. This is where we're at in the offseason, and I hope to God there's more news here in the next couple weeks. And uh, hopefully we'll be back next week. We'll see and how it shakes out and what's worth reporting. I suspect, I don't know, I don't have any reporters or things to, to, to um, suggest this, that this is true, but I suspect that there is going to be a move, a move that's worth talking about. We'll see, though. As you get close to the draft, it's in three weeks. Two, what's today? That's six to uh, three weeks, right? Three weeks today. Three weeks from today. That's when the draft starts. We're both excited for it to get any sort of movement. Have the NFL offseason continue to run its course. Till then, uh, it is a Easter weekend. Sir, do you have any um, football Easter-related stories? Oh, my goodness. Uh, Easter just really snuck up on me. That's this weekend. Oh my gosh. This Sunday. Good oh, Friday man. is tomorrow. So yeah. Um Easter good, good people out there. I don't know if I have any Easter football stories. Um I have some Easter stories, but they're not podcast friendly. Um I see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Some fun Easters for <laughs> sure, but nothing that's quite football. Um I, I guess uh this won't be the first time that it, that it falls close to the draft. Uh, have we ever had a an Easter draft? Uh, I don't know. No, I have to look into that. But no. uh, we have not. I, I know we've had an April twentieth Easter. I remember that one pretty good. Uh, well, I'm sure the XFL will be on. <laughs> right. So, if there's any caveat to your weekend, the XFL. Uh, we'll be we'll be uh, rolling into week eight. Not that we've watched much with it, but it's been very entertaining, from what I understand. Uh, AJ McCarron and his wonderful wife, um, you know, still doing really well. So, so check that out. Um, until next time, check us out. We will be back here on football in general next week. Hopefully, if not, you can catch us in a couple weeks, depending on what we have for news. Until then. We're out.